AMD lays the smackdown on NVIDIA. My goodness, RX 7000. I'm so excited. I'm also really, really excited for God of War Ragnarok and Oh, Intel's 13400. Let's get into the hot news, everybody. I'm your Brett host. We're going to be going over the hottest tech news I can find on the internet while you enjoy your breakfast. And let's waste no time talking about the 7900 XTX and XT that AMD unveiled at their event that they had yesterday. And my goodness, these things look like monsters. Obviously, as always, wait for third party reviews. But if we take a look, these cards are shaping up to be some of the best GPUs that we've seen in a long time. So $1,000 for the top flagship XTX and $900 for the XT, which I'm just going to say this right now. I think Nvidia's reasoning for canceling the 4080 12 gig was not that you are too stupid to understand two cards of 4080 at 16 and 12 gigs, but rather they found out that AMD was planning on releasing these and realized they couldn't sell a single 4080 12 gig at $900 because of what AMD has coming down the pipeline. Let's talk about it. So a lot of the leaks that we heard beforehand were absolutely correct. 96 compute units, 24 gigabytes of memory on the flagship card, DisplayPort 2.1, AV1 encode and decode, as well as the fact that they're not consuming a whole lot of power. Only 355 watts on the XTX and 300 watts on the XT. Also, they have Type-C. Look at that beautiful display connector right there. AMD giving you all of the goodness. DisplayPort 2.1 one was a big point that they talked about a lot during the presentation to the point where it got annoying and like a little a little shady but it's definitely an added improvement that nvidia just didn't give us so the cards themselves look absolutely phenomenal i think these are stunning good looking cards they do have the racing stripe as you can see there i think amd is absolutely crushing it with the design on this generation but the performance this is what you care about they're saying that it's up to 70 percent faster than the 6950 xt at 4k gaming in these games that they're showing you got Modern Warfare 2 being 50% faster, Cyberpunk being 70% faster, Doom Eternal 60% faster when it comes to ray tracing. So a lot of improvements across the board in regular rasterization as well as in ray tracing. But one of the things to note is that at least according to what we're seeing from AMD's own benchmarks, they're not trying to compete with the RTX 4090. You want the fastest graphics card on the market? Go ahead and pay $700 more for the 4090 because that's what you're going to get. You're going to get the best, but AMD is reasonable. AMD is giving you a ton of value for your money to where it doesn't make sense to purchase the 4090 unless you really just want to be that guy who has the best. But one of the things that does concern me, and we'll get into more details as it's happening, is that these things are coming out December 13th. And the reason that bothers me is just because we're hearing indications that it should have been more towards the earlier half of December, but the fact that it's actually getting delayed until the 13th makes me skeptical that AMD is going to have enough supply of these GPUs to actually make it so they'll be able to meet demand, which is effectively called a paper launch. Uh, they're not going to have a whole lot is my guess, but that's why they're launching in the 13th really close to the end of the shopping season so that people don't complain because stores are going to be closed. You're supposed to be spending time with your families anyways. Who cares if they're not available? You should have, you know, you need to wait until January to pick it up in the first place. The release date gets me a little worried because 
I think a lot of people are going to want to buy these GPUs. That's just my my indication right now. So one of the things that AMD wanted you to know is that you actually don't need a new power connector. That's still the same case. You could also keep it in your same chassis. You don't have to do anything. They made fun of NVIDIA a little bit being like you could just swap out your GPU and plug this one in. It's going to be exactly the same. And my golly, these things look fantastic. I love the design on these new GPUs quite a bit. But AMD talking about how this is the world's first chiplet GPU. You've got the graphic compute chiplet in the middle and then you got the memory chiplets on the outside, which allows them to do a whole lot more with this new generation of GPUs, the GCDs and the MCDs looking actually pretty good. And it should help AMD to keep costs down because if you're not producing one giant die, you can actually have a few more defects and it not actually affect the entire thing. But one of the things to note is that the XTX is only gonna have 61 teraflops of performance, which is less than the rumors were indicating. We were seeing around 75 teraflops. So this is a bit less, but because of the memory compute dies, we've got 5.3 terabytes per second in chiplet interconnect interfaces. And it's got new display engine, new dual media engine, new dual SIMD units. The second gen infinity cache is supposed to be a lot faster, 2.7 times faster, simply because of improvements in GDDR6, as well as in the infinity cache. You've got new AI accelerators that are up to 2.7 times faster. You've got 165% more transistors in the same amount of space and new ray tracing accelerators as well, which they're saying is up to 50% more performance per compute unit, which leads into all of the performance that they were showing off up to 1.7 times faster, 50% better performance per watt because of a new unique thing that they're doing, which is decoupled clocks. They stated that they found that the bottleneck on these GPUs was actually at a specific clock. And so decoupling them allows you to get faster performance on the bottlenecked one, but still keep power draw low by not overclocking the shader clock. So you get 25% power savings and 15% increase in frequency. Also announcing FSR three, which is supposed to have two times more FPS versus FSR two. They talked about it a lot as if it's very similar to DLSS three with some frame insertion happening. And they said that it's only coming to PC, which gets me curious as to whether or not this is an exclusive feature to the new GPUs of RDNA three. Maybe they do need those AI accelerators, which would make this kind of the same thing as DLSS three. It's locked down to a specific generation of card because why wouldn't it go to consoles if it can support it on RDNA two? That the FSR two is technically allowed on consoles. The fact that they said PCs in 2023 gets me a little concerned about that. But they also came out with a new dual media engine, which is very similar to what Nvidia has on the 4090. So you have simultaneous encode and decode for the AVC HEVC, as well as AK60 AV1 encode and decode, which is great, as well as AI enhanced video encode, which they said should help for things like Zoom calls and all of that. Now, they did talk about DisplayPort 2.1. It can support AK165. They kept talking about that a lot because NVIDIA doesn't have DisplayPort 2.1. But when they say up to 8K165, it really, like these XTX cards are not gonna be able to do that in any modern AAA title. Even though they try to convince us that it would in something like Assassin's Creed Valhalla saying it gets 96 FPS, which number one, is this FSR2 or FSR3? And number two, what, what settings is this at? This is irrelevant data to say it does 96 FPS at 8K. Look at it, it's amazing. It's it's such a non-statement to, to show that, but also kind of showing that DisplayPort 1.4 would actually be limiting whether or not you'd be able to do that. But again, you're not doing that in any sort of fidelity, so I'm not sure it counts. Also showing off that the 7900 XTX is good at high refresh rate 4K gaming and that the limits of the 
1.4 because that's all they really have to dunk on with the 4090. Nvidia hasn't released the 4080, so they can't do any direct comparisons there, but the 4090 would beat it in gaming performance, would beat it in ray tracing performance. So the thing that they have to really harp on is you wouldn't be able to see it. Also showing the improvements in ray tracing, getting up to 62 FPS in Cyberpunk, which is like, Okay, they say it gets 42 on the 6950 XT. I never experienced that. It was always way worse than that. It doesn't seem like AMD's getting parity with ray tracing versus Nvidia, but it does seem like there is an improvement. But just seeing what AMD put out there, the price point of 999 is not a price increase over the 6900 XT. It's a price decrease from the 6950 XT. The game performance that they're showing, the teraflops that they're quoting of 61, this actually looks really, really respectable when it comes to pure rasterization. And if it can get 50% better performance in most games at most resolutions, that's going to be great. Obviously, wait for reviews. Don't necessarily get your hopes struck for it just yet. But Nvidia still has the crown with the 4090, but that's irrelevant. Like that's $1,600. Most people are not spending that much money. And I also would argue that this current card setup is a little irrelevant because most people aren't spending $900 to $1,000 on GPUs. This gets me a lot more excited for the mid-tier offerings. What is AMD's three to $500 lineup gonna look like if they're bringing this much extra performance on the top end? Hopefully we could still see improvements where you get 6950 XT level performance for 6700 XT pricing. That would be where I would want to see things. That's what this gets me most excited for. RDNA 3 being a beast in the mid tier. I really want to see that. Nvidia's mid tier, probably going to be ridiculously expensive. But showing off what the 7900 XTX could do at $1,000, I don't think the 4080 12 gig stood a chance. It, the 4080 16 gig is likely going to get stomped on by the XTX. The XT is probably going to be at parity with the 4080 16 gig, but it would have been $300 less, which is where the 12 gig lined up, and that was 30% worse. So my guess is Nvidia knew they had a dead card on their hands because AMD is coming in hot and heavy with these bad boys. This, this is looking like a very good top level generation from AMD. If you're looking for high-end graphics the xtx makes a lot of sense the xt also looking really good especially in comparison with what nvidia did with the 4080 16 and 12 gig the 12 gig gets even more laughable every single day that we get further away from its announcement for 900 they were gonna give you crap they were gonna give you a 4070 card say it's 900 and then amd is coming out here and giving you flagship level quality at that price i AMD, this could be the generation that they actually finally start taking market share. Nvidia has been dominating them regardless of them being overpriced, regardless of the 3090 Ti launching at $2,000. Nvidia has been the market share dominant GPU manufacturer. Intel's bringing some good stuff on the lower end. Nvidia is the king if you want it, but AMD is gonna, looks like they could be the sensible option for reasonable people, which, I'm all here for it. Let me know what you think of the RDNA 3 launch down below in the comments. And if you want more performance, G-Skill might be able to bring it to you in RAM. They're announcing that they got DDR5 to run at 10,000 mega transfers per second, which is crazy on air cooling, no less. That's, I don't know when we're gonna see that at retail. They just launched an 8,000 mega transfer kit, but 
that that's gonna look good. What doesn't look good, although it will, is PSVR 2. We got an announcement of pricing and release date. It's gonna come out on February 22nd and cost a whoa, $550, which is $50 more than the disc edition of the PS5 and $150 more than the digital edition. That is that is a spicy meatball, but considering the specs that are in the PSVR 2, it's kind if you compare it to desktop level VR headsets, it's a thousand dollar headset that they're selling at $550. So it, it's a tough pill to swallow. Most people aren't gonna wanna buy this, but it has really great hardware. It might be a really good experience on PlayStation. But if you want it to come with Horizon Call of the Mountain, it's gonna cost you $600. And if you want chargers for your controllers, that's an extra 50 bucks. So it kinda is already a bit more expensive than Sony's letting on. You can currently like pre-register for the pre-orders, which are happening on the 15th of November in case you want to be part of that. It's it's expensive, but it does seem like Sony has a good handle on what's going to make the PSVR 2 successful. And even though it's a pricey meatball, I kind of want it. I really, I, I'm not sure I'm going to do it, but I kind of want it. Speaking of pricey meatballs that you kind of want, let's talk about crypto stocks. Bitcoin up a smidge, 2255. Ethereum up even more smidges, up to 1541. And Dogecoin up a smooge, up to 12.9 cents. Good job. And Reese, what smooge do you got for us with UFD deals, bud? Thank you, Brent. I love the Kratos cosplay, by the way. I'm also super excited for that. But welcome back to UFD deals, everyone. We're bringing the hottest tech deals out on the internet. I'm Reese. I got your deals. And we got the Cooler Master Master Liquid ML2. 280 mirror, which is possibly my favorite looking ARGB AIO CPU liquid cooler. You can pick this up for $39.99, which is a whole $40 off after a massive rebate. But next up, we have the Fractal Design Meshify 2 Nano. I think this thing is gorgeous looking. It's a mini ITX case with high airflow and a tempered glass side going for only $78.99, which is $21 off and 21% off. It says limit 999 per customer, so do with that information what you will. And with that, I'm gonna hand you off back to Brett for the rest of your hot news. Cheers. Thanks for that, Smooge. And if you want me to smooge some video to you over on Patreon, they're making it so that that's actually a possibility. Now, previously you had to link to like off-site videos on Vimeo or YouTube that you had unlisted in order to give your Patreon members added access to videos. This is something that uh, you have to have a premium or pro membership, which Patreon's kind of restructured how creators work on their site in the first place. I'm not sure that I'm going to do this. Would you want that, especially for the people who do um, subscribe to us on Patreon? Does this intrigue you? I mean, this is kind of why we have Floatplane, because it actually does allow us to give you videos before they actually go live on YouTube. But more importantly, you actually get them without ads whenever we do have an ad integration. So we cut those out of the Floatplane uploads. Does this matter to you? I do let me know down below in the comments and I'm going to let you know that I'm so excited for God of War Ragnarok and the reviews came out yesterday at noon Eastern and it's everything I thought it would be. Basically, essentially, all of the reviews indicated that it is very much like the 2018 version, but just enhanced in every way that you could possibly want. From visual fidelity to gameplay to story, like it just seems to be a huge, huge step up. And I can't wait to play it on Wednesday. I just like I, I almost want to shut the, the company down, not do any videos and binge this game. I don't typically feel like this. There's a lot of games that I enjoy, but really would not like go full send on God of War Ragnarok. God of War 2018 was a revelation to me. I think it's my favorite game of all time. And then seeing and hearing everything about this one. So excited. Can't wait. And in case you want to play Steam games on Chrome OS, you don't have to wait as much 
anymore because they're rolling out to more devices and more compatibility. So they're allowing for a further rollout where it actually has more support across a whole variety. You can do it on eight gigabyte RAM Chromebooks as opposed to 16 gigabyte RAMs. They do recommend 16 in a Ryzen 5 slash i5. And you can see the whole supported list of Chromebooks that do have Steam. But then there's also up to 50 titles that are on the recommended games list. So it does look like they're expanding that. And they're also expanding support to AMD. So if you have a Ryzen 5000 C series CPU, on a Chromebook that's also going to be supported for Steam on Chrome OS. So it does look like Steam is making its way around, which is also what's happened with the 13400 from Intel. This is going to be the mid-tier chip of choice, if I had to guess. This thing likely going to come in the $200 price point. And what we're seeing from CPU-Z, it's going to be six performance cores, four efficiency cores, 16 threads, 10 cores, 16 threads, at, at $200, that is that is gonna be exciting. The 13500 is gonna be the 14 core version is gonna be the cut down 13600K, but I, seeing this, seeing it all get excited, this is such a good time to be a PC gamer. Like there is so much good hardware that's coming out, the pricing, Besides NVIDIA is getting really reasonable. Intel's coming in with their ARC GPUs, making a lot of moves. 13th gen from Intel's making a lot of value moves. AMD's making a lot of just great improvements on Ryzen 7000. Radeon 7000 is looking to be a monster of a generation. I just think that we're all gonna eat like kings if you're really into PC gaming. This is, this is exciting times, my friends. Let me know what you think of all of it down below in the comments, and I'll be back here for more hot news for you on Friday, Monday. It's Friday currently. See you then.